Welcome to Adventures in God with Jared Lasky. Our hope is that you will be encouraged and equipped through this podcast as we have conversations with friends from around the world. You can subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own adventures in God. And now we hope you enjoy today's podcast. Thank you so much for joining in on this podcast, Adventures in God. I'm your host, Jared Lasky of Fireborn Ministries, and I'm excited to introduce today Deborah Armin, who is a staff writer with me on God TV. She's going to be sharing parts of her testimony, her adventures in God, and book, On My Way Home. You don't want to miss this podcast. Right before Jesus ascended into heaven, he gave his disciples the Great Commission, promising them the precious gift of the Holy Spirit. In Acts 1 verse 8, Jesus said, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. With the Holy Spirit as your teacher, Jared Lasky developed a new Bible study journaling system that is sure to equip you in your adventure with God. The Spirit Empowered Journal offers life-changing steps that will enhance your biblical studies. This journal will not only help you know how God spoke in the Scripture, but also what He is speaking to you now. This is an incredible approach to Bible study, empowering your spiritual journey. Your relationship with the Holy Spirit and understanding of the Scriptures will increase as you use the Spirit-Empowered Journal. Buy your paperback copy on Amazon.com or FirebornMinistries.com. I'm so excited to have her introduce herself to you. She's an author, writer, and just all around extraordinaire of the Holy Spirit. So, Deborah, thank you so much for joining in today. Yes, absolutely. It's my pleasure, Jared. My hopes are that somebody will hear this and it will touch somebody. Uh, doesn't matter where they are, what their circumstances are. I've come out of the New Age. I was very heavily involved in the New Age mystical practices. Used to teach guided meditation. Dealt with a tremendous amount of different practices. Practices. I was a Reiki master. I went to psychics. I did psychic work myself. The Lord brought me out of that. I became suicidal after being in a tumultuous relationship. Basically, the Lord found me in my living room. And at the time, I was living in uh, Jupiter, Palm Beach, Florida. And I just cried out to the Lord with everything within me that if he was really real, because I would have, if somebody would have asked me, I would have said that I was a spiritual seeker. I was seeking for the truth. So I just really cried out to God and he showed up and Jesus is real. I'm telling you now, whoever's listening to this, I have had an experience that changed my life. And the Lord then called me back to England to do a work for a season. I've since gone on to do a degree in theology, write my testimony and get published and then be on TV and stuff. So that's me in a nutshell. And I'm just excited to see what the Lord's going to do today to help somebody out there listening. How long were you involved in the New Age? So if you think that as a child of five, I was already spiritually aware. I was having dreams that were very significant. And I knew that there was a world beyond myself. So my spiritual searching... was sort of peaked then it's something was tweaked rather uh, and it hooked on to me when we traveled the world we lived in South Africa and Kuwait that was part of my childhood I was exposed to African voodoo witchcraft all that kind of thing was around us you know we, we saw symbols and and for some reason I noticed it more than my older siblings I'm the youngest of three 
And again, my dreams were very vivid. I used to see shapes and forms in the corners of the rooms. And my sister used to say to me, what are you looking at? I mean, how do you explain at this point I was seven or eight? How do you explain to your older sister, what is that shadow or what is that that I'm seeing? So it, I, I was very aware of the spiritual realm. And uh, as a teenager, it led me to start looking into things like astrology, because astrology is everywhere. Astrology is in magazines. It's, it's just everywhere. And my mother used to talk about astrology. So it naturally, I started looking in those areas. I wasn't raised in a Christian family, but I did have an encounter in, in Kuwait. One of my relatives, and we can't remember who it was exactly, whether it was my aunt or whether it was my grandmother on my mother's side, somebody gave me a children's picture Bible, a big one. You know, the big one with all the pictures in it. Oh, yeah, I remember those. And when I was afraid, because my parents used to lock me in the apartment without a babysitter, and they used to go drinking at the neighbor's house or apartment. If I got afraid, I instinctively knew to go and get this Bible and I would start flicking through it, looking at the pictures, reading part of the story. When I got to the part where Jesus was crucified, I cried and I said, what have we done? It's a very, very distinct memory as I was probably then about nine or ten. Always spiritually searching and it just one thing led to another, but I actually In that moment, I saw a very faint outline of a man in a white robe in my bedroom, and that was in Kuwait. But then the enemy comes in, and if you're a spiritually open person, if you're looking for answers, and things are happening to you that you don't always understand at that point, my dad was doing things to me that was he shouldn't have been doing. It's very confusing for a young girl. Then my parents divorced. We went through a horrible, tumultuous time again. And it makes you very vulnerable. So you're looking for answers. And the New Age movement, spiritual seekers, are are some of the most wonderful people because they're spiritually open. They're just being led astray by other spirits that operate through astrologers, psychics, mediums, because they will always hook into a small amount of the truth. and, And that's how they hook you. And then they will lead you on the broad path that leads to destruction. But God doesn't want us to do that. But that's what ended up with me. So from my teenage years onwards, and especially when I came to America, I was 21. I was a nanny. I worked with Hasidic Jewish family. So I was exposed to very, very orthodox Judaism to begin with in Brooklyn. And lots of, at that point, lots of spiritualities. And that was in the 80s. So it was really, really, really rife spiritual seeking all that type of thing and I massively got heavily involved in it because I wanted the truth I wanted answers why am I here what is my existence all about why do things happen the way they happen what's the purpose of my life as I said from a very young age I was spiritually aware Jared so I was already thinking in those terms you know even at that age through those years, how many times did you hear a presentation of the gospel or how did someone present the gospel to you? Or was it through a supernatural event that you came to Christ? Okay, so I would say the first thing that happened, of course, was the picture Bible. No, I have to go back a step. When we were in South Africa, my parents enrolled us in a South African school. And in South Africa, at that point in the 70s, they were still very much gospel based. And the South Africans have a really good, strong base of the gospel message. 
and they insisted somewhere in there that my mother send me to a Sunday school and it was great for her because she 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 wanted me out of her hair anyway she didn't want me in the house so I went to a Sunday school a couple times and I heard the gospel then but it was only about two times as far as I can remember I was very young then in Kuwait, somebody had sent me a picture Bible, and that's when I had an encounter with the Lord. But there was no other gospel. What I was being exposed to mostly at that point was ungodly parents that were drinking a lot, fighting a lot, abuse from my father. So nothing spirit, no spiritual input, except for, of course, being in Kuwait, you're listening to the call, the call to worship. And, and even though it's, it's a call for a, for a Muslim to go, and it's all Islam, it's still, as a spiritually aware child, you're listening and you're going, what is that? That's really interesting. That's fascinating. Why are they all going in there? Who are they worshipping? Veronica Ortiz Rivera's worst nightmare came true November 16th, 2010. When her doorbell rang at Camp Lejeune in Jacksonville, North Carolina, three men were standing outside, two U.S. Marines and one man wearing a U.S. Navy uniform. At first, she didn't know why they were there, but reality set in when one of them said, we need to speak with you regarding your husband. May we come inside? In this heartfelt story about grief, family, and appreciating our nation's heroes, she recalls hearing the devastating news that her husband, Javier Ortiz Rivera, had been killed in Afghanistan by an improvised explosive device and how she broke the news to her children. In this book, she celebrates the memory of her husband, their love, and how her family stuck together during the most difficult of times. Drawing on their faith, they continue to honor their hero through how they live their lives. Written by Veronica Ortiz Rivera and Jared Lasky, you can purchase a paperback, hardcover, or ebook of Veronica's Hero online from Amazon.com. BarnesandNoble.com, Lulu.com, or the Apple Store. You start to see these other things. You see people going into a mosque, and it's fascinating. And wow, look at this big, beautiful mosque, and what are they going in there for? My parents weren't Christian, and so they, or they say they were, but of course they didn't go to church or anything. So there's very little input in Q8. So all this did with a young girl who's not being given guidance from her parents, her parents' marriage is very tumultuous, which makes fear come in and anxiety. So you start looking for answers outside of the family. I then was sent back to England, and one thing led to another. I started looking into things like astrology, tarot cards, psychics. Moving way forward, moved to America as a nanny, worked for a Hasidic Jewish family. So again, I'm exposed to a very different spiritual atmosphere. Being exposed to Orthodox Jewish people was fascinating and frightening at the same time. And uh, But it still made me wonder, who is God? You know, here I've been to Kuwait, I've seen how they worship their God. I come to New York and I was in Brooklyn with a Hasidic Jewish family and I see how they're worshipping their God and how they're treating me. Because it all filters down as well to how I was being treated. Right. And, um, that has an effect. And then I moved to another family in upstate New York and get involved in just, there was a spiritual shop in the local village, start looking into things. Then I met my husband and got married. And I worked in a New Age bookshop and crystal shop, so I was heavily involved. I was, mm. It was all around me. 
I met a lady that introduced me to Reiki. I became a Reiki master. I taught guided meditation. I used to have groups at my house. I lived in a very big house with my husband on a show jumping horse farm. And um, it wasn't his farm. He just worked there. But we had access to the house. I was allowed to use it. And so I used to have these amazing groups which would come to my house. And I had an encounter with Jesus during meditation. I was guiding the, oh, wow. the group, group with. Um, you know, the Lord will meet you wherever you are. That's right. It doesn't matter what you're involved in. He is real and he will meet you if you're sincerely seeking truth. And I would have called myself a truth seeker. So I was teaching, I was doing this guided meditation for, for the group. And the, the name of the group was called A Gathering of Angels. And I was part of a spiritual movement called the 1111. Now, if any of your spiritual seekers are listening to this, they'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh. There's a thing called the 1111. And there was a period of time where everybody was seeing 11 minutes past 11 on their clocks. Wow. Okay, it was a very significant period. And anyway, so it set up this whole thing. And while I was teaching this guided meditation, or, or rather leading the guided meditation, I described to people that we had come into a garden, that there was an archway. At this point, I'm not able to speak very much because the power of the Lord that was coming through the archway was so intense wow. that I was having difficulty telling people what they should be focusing on and looking at. And all I said was, a very special being is here. And then tears were just streaming down my face. Wow. He walked through the archway and he walked towards me and there was a well to my right. Now, Remember, I'm not a Christian yet, so I don't know the significance of these things yet. Now, he walked through an archway that was covered in roses. He's the Rose of Sharon. He came towards me and he stood next to me by a well. He put his hand on the water in the well and he was swishing the water and he beckoned me to the well. So I walked up to the well and he said to me, now, what did he say to me now? Why has that just gone straight out of my head? Lord, you're going to have to remind me. But anyway, long story short, later on in my spiritual walk with the Lord, obviously, when I got to the bit in Scripture where it said about the woman at the well, that impacted me wow. so deeply. That's it was amazing. intense. That's amazing. Uh, I mean, I had some experiences, Jared, I tell you. That's why I ended up writing a book. But, um, yes, your book, On My Way Home. Yes. yes. Can you describe that and how God led you to write that and share your story? Okay, so when I became a Christian in October 2000, and I had a very significant uh, meeting with the Lord in my living room, shortly after that, he called me home to England to, for a season to do a work. He said, I have a work for you to do. And I knew he was calling me back here. I, I never thought in my wildest dreams I'd be living back in England, I can promise you now. I love England, I love my people, I love my family, but I didn't think I'd be back here. Anyway, I, I obeyed him. But in the midst of me packing up, giving up my apartment and obeying him, moving back here, giving up my business, everything, he gave me the title for the book. And I knew I was going to be writing a book based on my life, my spiritual journey, my seeking. It's not just about spiritual seeking, it's about the other things that were happening in my life that led me to 
seek the way I saw it. Right, right. I mean, I was, I was born, I was, rather not born, I was conceived very, very close to Stonehenge. And that is quite significant because it's a very strong uh, New Age mystical area. You right. know, and that's where I was conceived on a on a on a base camp because my dad was in the navy at the time. It's just all these things that happened to me. So the book is called On My Way Home: One Woman's Journey in Search of the Unknown God, because that's what I was doing from a very young age. Uh, was searching for the truth, searching for the true God, and trying to make sense of my life and why I'm here and the meaning of life in the midst of some of my drama and all the chaos that had been around me, I wanted answers. So that's why I got the title of the book and then wrote it while I was a police officer. So uh, jumping way forward in wow. 2011, I got my degree in theology and the Lord led me into the police. And I learned about spiritual warfare. You know, it, it didn't make sense to me at first why he called me there after getting my degree. But once I was in the police, I could see what he was doing. And he did actually specifically say to me one day, I was in full uniform uh, because I was a proper police officer. Some people wonder, you know. Right. Um, yeah, I was on the front line. I was in full uniform. I dealt with everything you can imagine. And I was in the middle of a very big town on a high street by myself because my sergeant was very high up in the Freemasons. Oh, wow. And he despised me, so he used to put me into dangerous situations. So he, he threw me out the door and said, I need you to go into the high street and deal with everything that's going on. So it was one woman on my own in full uniform dealing with shoplifters, domestic violence, uh, a mental health patient, a car accident, all by myself until I could call for backup because I didn't have a car, I was on foot. I said to the Lord, I just want to vanish. I don't want to be here. Well, I'm six foot one. I'm in full uniform. I can't hide. Everybody can see me. And they're all expecting me to deal with everything by myself. I can't do this, Lord. I'm exhausted. And he said, I'm teaching you to walk in my authority. Now stand up wow. and take authority. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. It was during my police service in 2011 that the Lord laid on my heart is now, write the book now. Uh, the Holy Spirit sits on me. If there's something that I need to get done, it's the only way I can describe it, is I feel a heaviness like a cloak. Wow. And it will sit with me until I've accomplished what I'm supposed to do. Not so much anymore because I'm, I'm more obedient. In other words, I obey quicker than I used to, uh, only because you learn, you're learning the signs and the symptoms, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, um, the prompts that the Holy Spirit gives you, do this, you know, okay, it's like I used to ask several times, are you sure, is that you, are you sure, is that you, yes, just do it, so I, I wrote 176,000 words in a few weeks, I wrote the whole manuscript, and then I just prayed. I used to go out, and I used to say, Lord, thank you for divine appointments and supernatural encounters today. Thank you for um, putting me with the right people to get this book uh, done. And I met a woman through a divine appointment. She was part of a church that was meeting in the centre of the town in the council offices that I didn't even know existed, meaning... Uh, the church. I didn't know that they were there. I saw 
somebody smoking. I thought they were smoking a joint. No. So I went, to, I went to investigate. Right. And started chatting to him. And he said, no, we run a church. And then he took me in, introduced me to everybody. They prayed for me. Spoke to the lady on the door. And she was just about to get her book. She was trying to get her book published. And these conversations come out, don't they, Jared? I mean, this oh, is yeah. how these things happen. And um, she introduced, she said to me, I feel strongly that your book needs to be published. Wow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to introduce you to my publisher. So she introduced me to her publisher. And sadly for her, they published me and they didn't publish her, which was a bit awkward. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, that's how the book got published. And it came out in 2000 and... 15, but before that, I was forced to make a decision. My chief inspector said, you will not publish this book while you're a serving police officer. You have a choice. You make a decision. You either carry on until you retire, which would have been 65, so years down the road, or you resign and you accept your publishing deal. And, and in that moment, in that meeting, the Lord said to me, in my mind, choose this day whom you'll serve. You cannot serve God and money. Because I was earning good money and I was in a job that was very well respected and I'd already been awarded twice for my duties by the commissioner. So I did that in five years. It was a lot to walk away from, Jared, but I knew when I walked out of his office, I knew what I had to do. And uh, I was signed off for stress because they were bullying me at that point. Oh, wow. Uh, that's a whole other story. You know, I was surrounded by people in the police force that were witches. Wow. Um, atheists, uh, Freemasons, Muslims. If they got a whiff of the fact that I was a Christian, man, I was target number one. So I had to battle from the inside as well as dealing with the public issues that I would have to face every day on duty. It's crazy. Wow, but you obeyed the leading of the Lord, and then He's led you on other adventures. What What are some current opportunities or adventures that He's uh, been leading you on since you've been obedient and taking that step? Once I Once I took the step and I resigned, I mean, I was free falling because I didn't have enough money to live on. I, I mean, it was just crazy. But He has led me from one job to another, so that I am always being provided for if it's not abundantly it's it, it, at least my needs are met and i've had the opportunity to become a writer for god tv which is an amazing encounter that i had with them online right they approached me and offered me a position to be able to do freelance writing which has blown me away i was just like right. wow what an what an opportunity that's totally amazing and i love it but i haven't had much time for it recently oh right but i, I enjoy reading your articles i really do bless you jared and i want to get into that position where i can not have to be working so much so that i can chill for a bit and sit and listen to what the lord i've got the titles for the books so it's just the lord needs to give me the time so that i can sit and write them if you know what i mean oh yes i totally understand that opportunity that you wanted to know about which we were talking about earlier is the bethel school of supernatural i've been offered a place there to study now some people will say to me you've already got a degree why do you want to go and study again and they're missing the point right this is all about the Lord placing people in the right place at the right time for this season. This is a significant season that we're in. This is a, we are no messing, folks. 
you haven't got time for milk anymore. This is the meat season, and we are not serving people meat. When the persecution comes, and it is coming because it's written in the Bible, this is what's going to happen. The persecution is going to get worse. People have to be ready. And, you know, the Lord has given me this opportunity to go. Now I'm waiting on the funds, and I believe they'll provide. He will provide miraculously. That's my opportunity at the moment. I'm just waiting to see, okay, Lord, I'm listening. You know, and this is for somebody out there who's listening to this. You think you're too old. You think that God's never going to use you, that you're past it. Well, I'm 53. I'll be 54 in November. God can use anybody at any time, at any age, in any location, under any circumstances. Don't be discouraged by your age or your circumstances or where you're located because God is looking for people that are willing to take these steps of faith. So that's what, that's where I'm at, Jared. I'm ready. That's if you want awesome. Me there, I'll go. That's great. And now what is the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you? Um, they can they can get through social media. I'm all over social media. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I do have a website. I'm not fantastic at it. I will admit because I'm usually tied up with the other social media. So they can message me through all that other stuff. Facebook. And it is my name, Deborah Armin. And they can just Google me and I come up all over the internet. So that's how they can get the book and everything. It's, it's really simple. There are, I've discovered, much to my shock and horror, there are a couple other Deborah Armins on Facebook. There's a couple of them. But I've got my picture of my book up and everything. So it's quite, you know, people can find me. I'm easy to find. Oh, that's great. And then to purchase your book, can people go to your website? Or is there uh, booksellers that they could go to online? Yeah, there's, there's several things that they can do. They can go to my publisher, Authentic Media, because they can buy it direct from them, or they can get it on things like Amazon, which I'm not, everybody uses Amazon, so right. it's easy to get on Amazon. Or once you type in my name and the title of the book, there's lots of different ways, eden.co.uk. There's Barnes & Noble, actually, have got me listed on their book list, and if people want to get it through Barnes & Noble, they can just approach them and they can order it from my publisher, apparently. Well, that's awesome. I want to say thank you so much for being a part of this, Adventures in God. What is something that you'd like to tell spiritual seeker who may be listening in right now? Don't disregard the need to look at Jesus because I remember when I was a spiritual seeker, I could barely even say the name of Jesus. It, it wouldn't come out of my mouth. Because I'd had bad encounters with some Christians, I automatically threw out the baby with the bathwater. If you're hearing this, then the Lord is trying to reach you. Go and get a Bible that you can understand, a translation that you can read easily. Don't get hung up on the translation. And seek out spirit-filled Christians because they'll understand you on a spiritual level. Don't give up. If you're listening to this, it's because the Lord is asking you to give him an opportunity to speak to you. Oh, well, thank you so much, Deborah. Would you mind praying for those listening in right now? Yeah, absolutely. Father, I thank you that you are touching the lives and the hearts and the minds of those seeking the truth right now and looking for you, Lord. Jesus, thank you that you have died for this person listening on the cross and you are finding them as they're looking for you. 
I just thank you, Lord, for divine appointments and supernatural encounters that you're bringing people together with the right people to help them find you. And you can reach them anywhere, Lord. So thank you for reaching into their lives right now and touching them. Thank you, Jesus. In your mighty name, we pray for souls saved today. Amen. Amen.